Hey there! Welcome to the Rambling Gals Podcast. We are your hosts, Angela and Adriana, and here you'll find pretty much everything travel-related. We took a trip a few years ago and made a fair amount of mistakes that cost us money and messed up our plans. And since then, we've worked on perfecting travel itineraries and made it a goal to get as many people as we could out into the world exploring. So here you'll find our best travel tips and tricks, interviews with other travelers and business owners, a little bit of storytelling, and a lot of tomfoolery. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to today's episode. We have a sip of water. We have a sip of coffee. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Really get jazzed about this episode. I know. I wish I had like an hour to do it. I know. I started. I started writing out like day to day, like what we did every day. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. And I was like, "This is way too much," and we'll have, just have to do another episode yeah, of some of the other stuff. We're going to be talking about our time in Peru, specifically our five day trek to Machu Picchu. Um, we chose not to do the one that everybody does, which is the classic Inca Trail. And instead chose a trail called the Salkanti Trek. We did lots of stuff when we were in Peru. We did a hike to Rainbow Mountain, stayed in the ra- in the Amazon forest, to the desert of Uacachina, and spent time in both Lima and Cusco. So there are several different ways to get to Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Number one, the classic Inca Trail. Two, Lara's Trek. Three, Salkanti Trek, which we chose, and there are kind of a mixture of other ways to go as well, like a multi-adventure or a combination trips, and I think they're kind of starting to come out with more as they continue to do um, the treks. I was thinking about that as I was preparing for this episode, and thinking, <laughs> I'm sure there's other ways to get there that they're going to start opening up more because the Inca Trail is just so, so popular, um, Yeah, but maybe other people will start to choose the Salkanti Salkanti Trek. So basically, we're here today to try to sell you on choosing the Salkanti Trek because it's so amazing. <laughs> you should. End yeah. Of conversation. <laughs> yeah. So why we chose it? Um, Adriana did a lot of the research on the Salkanti Trek, and basically just found like it was more naturey. Uh, it's more challenging, I think, than the Inca Trail. Obviously, we haven't been on the Inca Trail, but from our research. Um, we found that it was going to be less crowded, a little bit more naturey, and more of a challenging hike. Yeah. So preparing before we go, we did a lot. We did a lot of stuff to prepare for the altitude and getting altitude sickness, and well, trying not to get altitude sickness. <laughs> but in regards to being in shape, I personally worked out zero times a week and did absolutely nothing. Although in my mind, I had talked to myself about okay, today we're going to work out today to get ready. And that was about three months. And then the time came and nothing, nada. I didn't do anything. And guess um, who was the one who did not get sick the whole time? And moi. Yeah. Adriana <laughs> felt basically fine the entire time. And I would say I prepared more for it and I was sick the entire time. So mm-hmm. I don't think Peru cares about <laughs> uh, <laughs> how you've prepared for altitude sickness but obviously there's like steps that you can take. So I was probably working out like two to three times a week leading up, like the months leading up to it. And I probably should have gone on some <clears throat> higher altitude hikes. We don't have super 
high altitude hikes around that are like easily accessible but i should have gone there's a couple that i could have gone in that were a little bit higher but regardless yeah, of getting altitude sickness i mean you do want to be in somewhat of good shape because i i mean being in not great shape and going on a trek no matter if it's high altitude or not as high altitude you're still gonna need to be in shape and get moving exactly because it is how many hours a day do you think you're hiking it was like eight to ten hours a day like 48 hours per a 24-hour day (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it was a lot so right you can't just hop out of your house and be like i'm gonna go on the five-day salkanty trek and be totally fine Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to you know be able to do some sort of physical activity and they really don't recommend the the trek for people that have like some sort of health problems or you know if you have knee problems or something it's probably not the hike for you so then we wanted to talk about some packing stuff and must-haves if Mm -hmm. you're gonna book this trip you can look up online like thorough packing guides but we're yeah. going to cover some of the things that we brought that we feel are super, super important and that you should not forget. Yeah. So I do have to say that we did pretty good on having our packing must-haves and what we needed for this part of the trip for yeah. our week. But for the rest of our trip, we were pretty much wearing our baggy t-shirt, pajama <laughs> shirt, and like some frumpy old jean shorts <laughs> zero style so we ended up buying clothes mm-hmm. while we were there but for our hike we actually did pretty well i agree <clears throat> yeah we're definitely not fashion forward travelers most of the time <laughs> but we on- we learned we ha- i have better outfits now <laughs> yeah that's true and uh yeah but usually for stuff like this that it's like you have to have the right stuff i feel like we do do a pretty good job yeah so the first thing is waterproof gear this kind of depends what time of the year you're going we went more during during the raining season so we brought waterproof jackets we could have brought waterproof pants that would have helped out a lot i don't think when we were going it was completely necessary had water resistant pants and they were worked fine right and then like as far as hiking boots i could i should have bought like higher end hiking (laughs) boots i just brought like the ones in my closet and thought yeah these will work and i just threw in my bag basically so if i could go back i would bring waterproof boots and i'd bring ones that were a more expensive uh brand and i would have broken them in with a few hikes yeah definitely yes and next a day pack so we didn't bring our giant backpacks with us on the hike we just brought things from the our pack our backpacks that we needed so we brought um stuff in the day pack and then left the rest of it back at our accommodation or back with the um sorry with the tour guide what are they called (laughs) the guy that is the donkey guy oh i can't remember i can't either um yeah so anyway your your main backpack like meets you at camp every night so we just brought our day packs with like sunglasses and a camera and our phone and stuff like that in there just for the day. And or that you, was handy. Sorry, or you just leave your big backpack with the tour group and they'll take it back with them and keep it at their um, the office. Their office, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do that too because we did see pe- other people on the same hike that were lugging around their entire backpacks, mm-hmm. and I would have for sure hated my life even more. Right. Yeah. They, 
they had to they had a day pack for like three days and then the last day they had to take their entire pack so that's horrible yeah on, on, whatever you can back with the tour group yeah you don't need to lug around everything and then we also brought rain covers for our backpacks again because it was you know on and off rain and we didn't really know what the weather was going to be like and that came in pretty handy otherwise our stuff would have gotten kind of wet and um also for like inclement weather we brought a hat and a beanie because it was sunny and then it was cold at night and i feel like that was a good option i think i wore my beanie for about three days straight because <laughs> i was so cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it during the day it was cold sometimes too you'd kind of be taking off off and on the layers a lot so yeah and layers is important also very important right uh headlamp for nighttime uh there's no lights out there during the night, obviously, <laughs> except the moonlight, which sometimes might not be very helpful. So we brought headlamps for when we need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or just get up and get ready for the day since we got up in the dark <laughs> during the, the dark hours <laughs> at some points. At the crack of dawn, pretty yeah. much. And then something that we used was like the wet wipes for going to the bathroom because there's not toilets are not all along the way they're usually either at your camp for the night or sometimes at the spot where you have lunch and they don't always have toilet paper there so bringing wet wipes is good for that and also good for you can wash your hands with them as well and then um tampons if you're gonna be on your period during the hike which i don't wish upon <laughs> my worst worst enemy that sounds absolutely horrible Oh gosh, I can't imagine. Just be prepared for that to happen and know that there's not bathrooms all along the way. Right. And I'm there's... sorry that that's happening to you. <laughs> <laughs> feel sad for you. Yeah. <laughs> or also, alternative to tampons for the ladies, there's that thing that people are using called the Diva Cup. If you don't know what it is, Google it. It might sound and look gross at first, but mm -hmm. just give it a chance, maybe. Yeah. That yeah, that could actually be I think the only solution. I don't know what else you would do, but basically, well, you're, you can if you're taking birth sorry. control, then just don't even stop. Just keep pumping yeah. birth control just power pill. through those pills. <laughs> <laughs> no placebo week. <laughs> Two a day, three a day, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. So like the diva cup, it's called like a menstruation cup, I think, and you can basically leave it in for twelve hours at a time. So that helps eliminate part of the problem. You at least. Oh, we're going into detail here. <laughs> well, not everybody knows what they are. So, uh, yeah, look it up if you're going to be hiking for a long time. Yes. Next, obviously, sunscreen. Very much needed. Mm -hmm. Put it on throughout the day. Angela gets sunburnt very easily. <laughs> the tops of her hands got burnt. I've never seen that before. And then they actually started to blister. So even get yeah. the tops of your hands if you are sunburnt prone. Yeah. And that's then <laughs> altitude sickness medication. That's a biggie that Angela needed as well. I Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but you can stop at the pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, the... you... Yeah, the town you leave out of it is Cusco. It's like the base, basically the base for leaving for the trek. And mm -hmm. you can just, I would stock up on it before you leave just because it actually did help me a little bit uh, take the edge off of the terribleness, but... Uh, I would definitely bring that if you think you're going to get altitude sickness. Slash literally whatever else you can bring that will help altitude sickness. Right. <laughs> I just chewed on those a lot of the time when we were throughout the whole entire 
five days of trekking. Mm-hmm. And then we also got these drops. Do you remember what those were called? Oh, the chlorophyll drops. Yeah, we got chlorophyll drops, which is known to help altitude and whatnot. So we got those and dropped them to our water bottle. Yeah, drink. that was a good one, actually. Someone else that had done the, not the same trek, but had gone to Ma- to Machu Picchu uh, mm-hmm. gave me that tip. And it, I think it actually worked because we noticed a difference when we didn't have our water bottle with the chlorophyll drops in there. Yeah. It, it just felt like you were getting more air, I guess. <laughs> so I would it- try that out. If your tour guide, sometimes they carry oxygen. I don't know if you'll need to bring it or if they have it. That could be helpful, too. If they don't have it, maybe think about getting a small one. Mm-hmm. They're just oxygen tanks. Right. And then as far as, like, clothing-wise, I would bring a warmer jacket and a fleece for nighttime or early in the morning because you do start out when it's still dark out sometimes. Just bring your warmer jacket. And then we, I brought a waterproof bag just because I was extra paranoid about <laughs> things like i put my passport and i put my like phone and my camera in a little waterproof bag and then i put it in my backpack and then i put the rain cover over my backpack (laughs) really keeping out all moisture this little waterproof bag of hers can be clipped around her uh waist (laughs) right some people might call it a fanny pack of sorts a waterproof fanny but you know what i'll never lose my stuff that's in there because it's strapped on to me okay Okay. Uh, <laughs> Next, and we want to uh, talk about hiking poles because yeah. Uh... So I think that I could have been okay without the hiking poles. They're definitely helpful. Not that Angela shared our one set very much because we got <laughs> there, we <laughs> didn't have enough cash with us to get two sets of hiking poles to rent them. So we just decided to get one set. And Angela had the altitude sickness, so she was kind of stingy with those. <laughs> yeah, I was not up for sharing. <laughs> I remember I had blisters on my feet, and it was like the third day after the hardest, maybe second day after the hardest part of the day. And I just could feel my blisters. They were just starting to form. And she had both hiking poles, and I was begging her, just one, just give me one hiking <laughs> pole. Nope, I need these. <laughs> like, I'm I gonna, dying. <laughs> I was going to beat you away with them. <laughs> Get away from my hiking poles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was heavily leaning on those for sure. Yeah, I did scoop one from you at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I have a picture of you with them, okay? I'll with proof. one. No, you have both of them in the oh. photo, so take that. <laughs> I wonder how long that was for. <laughs> Just the photo. <laughs> Next, bathing suit. So you want to have a bathing suit for a few of the days. The first, um, our first day we hiked up to a lake and it's not really swimmable it is swimmable but it's freezing cold so you more of just hop in and then hop out as quickly as you can but if you want to do that and be adventurous then you can do that angela wasn't feeling well so she wasn't able to do that (laughs) no and i seriously regret it too when we i was didn't even think i was going to make it to this lake basically in the sky i'm pretty sure it was all the way at the top of the sky We'll have more on that maybe in a second episode of of our trek because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. And then we visited Hot Springs at one point too, which definitely do the Hot Springs. It was so nice. After three days of not showering or two days maybe, I don't remember. I don't know. Baby wipe shower. Yeah, it was lovely. It was so nice. On your sore muscles, it was great. And then we brought kind of clean clothes for the last day because on the on the fourth day you get to Santa Teresa or um sorry Aguas Calientes and there's 
a shower and like a hotel room. And so you can actually take a shower for the first time. And it's kind of gross if you shower and then you put on the clothes you've been hiking for 10 hours a day. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Back on your body. <laughs> so just, we, I brought a clean pair of pants at least for the last day and a shirt that was mostly clean. And I was fine with that. And if you want to take some cute pictures, maybe bring a cozy, but maybe a cuter outfit because we took pictures and it was, they're, they're not usable for anything. Not no. to look at. <laughs> I don't think anyone besides me. If you're planning a trip and the amount of things you need to do makes you want to curl up in the fetal position and take a nap, you're definitely not alone. From learning how to budget during your trip to when to book your flights and getting around some of those barriers you have to travel, we put together four days of helpful information, including videos, podcast episodes, and some handy worksheets to help get you out into the world. If you're struggling and think that traveling is not in the cards for you, this is the kick in the ass you need. You can sign up for our free four-day challenge at theramblinggals.com slash travel challenge. See you in there! Well, then we just wanted to talk about basically how hard the hike was because I feel like we so far have made it sound really hard, but I think it's <laughs> worth it. Um, so yeah, I was going to postpone the whole like going on the trek for a day because I felt so sick in Cusco that I thought if we if I just wait one more day, you know, maybe I'll be more um, whatever that word is acclimatized. People get there uh, early to acclimate to the. Um... What's the, what's the altitude? <laughs> Not great with words today. <laughs> Acclimate to the altitude. Altitude. Thank you. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, and I. And also, really quickly, I just wanted to do an overview of what altitude sickness feels like. So, for each person, it's different. You might not feel it as extreme as somebody else, but I'm just going to tell you how I felt because that's what I have to draw from. So. As basically as soon as we arrived in Cusco, which is, um, you know, the town that you leave out of to do this trek, I felt you basically just feel nauseated all the time. I didn't really feel like eating or drinking anything. I had to like sincerely force feed myself some stuff because, you know, I hadn't eaten in a while and I just, you don't have an appetite, which is really weird. And it was also just a horrible, horrible headache. It felt like a migraine. And it was 24 hours a day that you have a headache and you feel nauseated and you just kind of have a, this lack of energy. So you're walking through the streets of Cusco, which are, you know, uphill and, you know, they're kind of uh, steep hills and it's higher altitude. So I was having trouble just even walking around the town of Cusco. Cusco, I had to stop every once in a while and like take a oh, breath, get through whatever we were doing. And I remember, I think it was like on the second night that we were in Cusco, we were walking through through the streets of Cusco and I was just crying because my head hurt so badly and I felt like so sick to my stomach that like just the pressure in your head for some reason is just, it was so bad. And then the other weird thing was that my ears felt really weird. So I had like, I had, like whooshing noise constantly, almost constantly in my head. That was just like, woo, woo, woo in my head all the time and you have like a headache on top of that and so it's just not a good time basically so give yourself i would say at least two to three days in cusco before you try to do 
pretty much anything and just take that time to acclimatize to that higher altitude and kind of work your way up. So, you know, don't go out to the bars and, you know, go drinking the first night that you're there if you're feeling like, sick. Like, take it easy. You're probably not going to feel like you want to walk around the town. Um, and I think on the second night we were walking around Cusco and I was just, we, were, we weren't doing anything extreme, like literally just walking around the town. And I was crying because my head hurt so badly and I just felt so sick to my stomach. I was not a happy girl. So definitely give yourself the time to acclimatize, get some altitude sickness medication, um, you know, read up about altitude sickness before you go. So, you know, um, kind of how to, how to deal with it and, you know, don't let it scare you from doing it because it's such an incredible experience, you know, to go to Peru, to go to Machu Picchu and do this trek. Um, don't let it scare you, but definitely take the precautions necessary and do what you need to do. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I needed one more day. So definitely give yourself a few days in Cusco to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the hike is, there's a four day option. That's a shortcut. And then the five day option is what we went with. And it's basically all terrain. So you're going to pass through the rainforest, the jungle, over mountains, down in valleys, to the lakes and rivers and all kinds of stuff. So it's a very diverse climate throughout the five days. And of course, it's uphill and downhill and rocky and, you know, there's boulders and it's muddy sometimes. So it's just, it's, it definitely is a tough hike. I think I would have, my memory of it would have been, yeah, it's a tough hike, but definitely doable. Doable. Yeah. If I hadn't felt so sick, I would have a better just better <laughs> for me yeah. I don't know what to say it was a tough it was a tough hike but it, I love hiking it was so much fun and literally some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen and I would love to do the other treks it'd be hard because mm-hmm. that one was so amazing and I would totally do that one again but if I'm there again I'll do a different one but yeah the most beautiful scenery it's amazing yeah you have to do it it's mm-hmm. it's gorgeous yeah, and it's just places out in the middle of nowhere that the only way to get to it is to hike there. And so, you know, it's a great way to see the landscape of Peru. That's kind of an insane place. Yeah. That it has all of those places you can reach within five days. And, um, yeah. And yeah. fun parts, too, is when you're trekking through, you'll pass, like, tiny little villages. I don't even know if I want to mm-hmm. call them that because it's just, like, a house here, a house here, and then a couple right there. Mm-hmm. And um, there's actually this cute little school out there for the kids. Also, we pass. I don't know if we passed by. Yeah, we just passed by. One. Yeah. So um, it's a really neat way to see the locals out there in the middle of nowhere living mm-hmm. off their land. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, I'm glad we chose that one. Um, yeah, definitely. So I encourage everyone to at least like research it if you're thinking about going to Machu Picchu. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people just automatically assume to go on the Inca Trail. Yeah, but I don't feel like I missed out on that at all. I don't either. After reading about all of them, I felt like the Salkanti trek was really our style. Mm-hmm. I agree. So then, the last little bit we wanted to talk about was just like some other stuff that you should know about the hike. I talked about earlier how there's not very many toilets each day, so definitely use them when you come across them. Like there'll be one sometimes at your lunch spot. There'll always be one at camp, and just use them. Uh, when you have availability and then bring cash because I needed cash. I had to rent a horse because I felt so terrible 
that I thought the br- like my brain was dying. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the days the hardest day we hiked just straight up the the hill up to Salcony Pass. Yeah, and she had to rent the horse, and you have to decide right there before you start hiking if you're gonna get the horse or not. Because if you mm-hmm. start going up and you're partway through, you have to keep going until you make it. Yeah, and I I don't know that I would have made it. I don't know what would have happened to me, but if I didn't have a horse, I don't think I would have gotten to the top. For, I would have had to drag your ass up for a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and also in Peru, like you can only get a certain amount out of the ATMs, like so, three hundred US dollars at a time. Right. So you have to take like a couple days to get the amount of money you need out. Sometimes. Yeah. So do that ahead of time, and we had paid for the hot springs as well that we went to. So just have cash and there's not like there's nothing out there. So there's no markets, there's no ATMs, you can't get cash from anywhere once you've started. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, I'll get it, you know, when I run out on the third day, there's nowhere to get it. So make sure you have everything, everything, everything before you leave. Yeah. Yep. And what other tips? Um oh the we've already said this what to pack, but really important, bring the coca leaves bring the altitude sickness medication pretty much anything that you can use for that just bring it (laughs) Mm -hmm. definitely and i do want to point out things have changed since we were there when we were there we could just show up and go in and head into machu picchu for the day now they have scheduled times that you are allowed to win so book ahead and choose your slot and that's the time that you can be there And a fun thing that we wanted to do at the end of each of these episodes is just tell a fun story from the time we were there. So today we're going to be telling our lemon lady story from our Salkin tea trick. Take it away, Adriana. Okay, here we go. So we are on our way back from our hot springs and our tour guide asks us if we want to try Inca tequila. And we just look at each other a little hesitant. (laughs) Like, oh, we have a big hike tomorrow. I'm not sure. But... (laughs) We were there, and he kept saying to us, Por que no? Why not? So we thought we stopped and got it. He just, at some point, told the driver to pull over. He pulled over. He, our tour guide, then hopped out, went into someone's little house, and then came out with these two water bottles full of clear liquid, the tequila. (laughs) And so we get back onto our little van, and we start driving back, and he had little tiny cups, he was prepared. <laughs> we were just taking shots of Inca tequila. No chaser, no nothing. And it was tasted like tequila. So right. I don't want just that. <laughs> I need juice or something to cover that up. So <laughs> then we are driving along in the middle, like not the middle of the night, but it's pitch black out and there's no street lights or anything. And we're driving and looking for lemons, <laughs> anything, a fruit, pretty much lemons though. And we're just driving along the darkness, looking for lemons. We pull over a couple times, shine our phone lights at the trees, <laughs> go climb some trees looking for lemons. And we <laughs> can't find lemons for the life of us. And then we keep going after a couple more stops looking for lemons. We we find someone's house and they have a tree outside of their do- outside of their house. And he gets out our tour guide and starts looking for lemons on that tree with his with our phone lights. <laughs> this little late, this little lady. She was a regular lady. <laughs> regular size. Side of her house, and they're having a conversation in Spanish. And I'm wondering, oh no, is she getting mad because he's in her yard and then like. Like in rummaging her, around. Yeah, in her yard and her, almost in her house. And because back at home, if 
someone came outside their house and they just find someone rummaging around there and through their tree <laughs> in their front yard, they would be pissed. So <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm gonna get mad. She goes inside and comes out with this giant sack full of lemons. <laughs> just <laughs> brings them out and our tour guide puts his shirt up you know how you make like a little bowl with your shirt and he just starts putting a ton of lemons in his shirt <laughs> and then so we found our lemons finally thank goodness after a couple shots already and little did i know angela was in the back seat spilling deliberately spilling her shots on the ground because she didn't want to drink them all <laughs> no i first of all I don't like that tequila. trick no i should have used that trick because yeah because what happened to you <laughs> we had our lemon slices that made the shots better but uh, the next day we did our <laughs> trek and i had to be woken up about five times mm. from angela and our tour guide like we have to go mm. we've got to go <laughs> and I missed breakfast, yelled at them, yelled at both of them to leave me alone. <laughs> finally, I got up and snacked on bits of this really delicious pancake that at the time wasn't so delicious because it made me <laughs> grow up. And that whole day, I was so hungover hiking on our way to Agos Calientes. And it was, we got to our lunch spot that day too, and I couldn't even eat our delicious lunch. It was really looked delicious that was horrible uh, and it was just hot out and humid and it, it was just a rough day overall for you <laughs> so drink the Inca tequila but don't drink too much <laughs> yeah Last it was tip. fun yeah it was a great experience and we were just like the road was so rough and we were just bouncing through the through the jungle oh, looking for lemons it was so it was, fun though it was really fun but yeah if you need to pour out a little bit I don't blame you. <laughs> Luckily, that morning we went ziplining and I scooped or I shooed the hungoverness away. So I was <laughs> able to zipline, but after ziplining, back to being really hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Had to talk you into that one. Oh, well, that was fun. Only 30 bucks to do this crazy ziplining course. So if you have that option, definitely do that also. Yeah, that was super fun. And that's that. All right. Well, yeah, that's our uh, little take on our five-day Salkindy trek. I'm sure you'll hear more from us about our trip to Peru, and we're going to do more episodes that are uh, kind of more experiences we've had while traveling. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Rambling Gals podcast. You can always head to our website, theramblinggals.com, for more travel resources and our archive of podcast episodes. If this podcast was right up your alley, we would love to receive a review from you. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode from us. See you on the next one.